Hey, it's Riley Rose here. Now, it's been a tumultuous journey for, I'd imagine, a lot of the contestants on Married at First Sight. Even our favourite couple, Cam and Jules, had their struggles through the whole process. And I really wanted to catch up with Lizzie today. You might remember her. She'd been paired up with Sam, who at one stage was possibly the most disliked man in Australia. She also famously shoved her pizza into the toaster to warm it up, which was a very iconic Australian television moment. But Lizzie hasn't been throwing shade since maths on a YouTube channel. She hasn't been uploading sexually suggestive Instagram stories. She's actually using her platform for things she deems important. In my chat with Lizzie, we talk about what's important to her now, what she thought of the recent 60 Minutes expose where it was suggested that there was no duty of care for contestants at all and what Lizzie's life looks like now. Here's Lizzie. Life has actually been uh, pretty good. I mean, it's just sort of returned to normal, but the good thing is now that I have this platform that I can talk about issues that I actually care about. Do you find that you're still getting recognised out in the street and and whatnot? I do. I do. Nothing is as intense as when I was blonde. So when I changed the hair colour over, everyone kind of did like a second look, but it's still... People still are really fascinated with it, and it's kind of crazy. I love the hair, by the way. I love the brown. Thank you, honey. Lizzie, I did want to talk to you about that, actually. Obviously, being on Married at First Sight, you have this huge public profile now, and you would have... Well, how many followers do you have on Instagram now? Thousands. Well, I've got I've got your Instagram up right here, 207,000, and you are passionate about these issues. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're using your platform for now? Okay, so the main thing that I'm using my platform is to talk about chronic illness. Now, when I refer to chronic illness. I'm also talking about people suffering from mental health. I'm talking about what we go through on a day-to-day basis because what many people, they wouldn't have known from the show. So I didn't tell anyone on the show and I've been quite public about that. But my life is heavily impacted by how sick I get. Heavily impacted. So people, it's all about not judging a book by the cover. Yeah. Again, like just because I was on TV or whatever order people get that perception from doesn't mean I'm not a real person and also what I actually go through and struggle with on a daily. So I just want to speak on behalf of a whole array of people. So I want to talk about relatable issues. I also want to talk about online bullying. I want to talk about how in everyday life we can get, you know, I want to talk about relationships, different relationships where you can get bullied in your relationship. Like I'm bringing, I want to talk about mm. breaking stigmas in general. So my platform is used to that. Plus also when I change up my look. Because just going back to your um, chronic illness and, you know, don't, you don't have to go into too much detail, but that really wasn't um, portrayed on the show. And was that nope. an actual decision that you made not to, um, yes. because everyone's got, you know, sort of a story on reality TV, don't they? Here's the thing. I, again, so I'm all about not judging a book by its cover. So obviously, you know, people yeah. are going to throw judgment out there. That's, that's just part and parcel. I don't agree with people sort of going to the level of death threats, which I personally have not received, but I have seen. Yeah, um, yeah it's all about not judging book by its cover. So people get a perception about me on the show, and then what I wanted to do was turn around and say, let's talk about real issues. So going on there, I made a conscious decision. I wasn't going to tell anybody. I didn't even tell producers or anybody like that, but yeah, I did right. actually get sick on the show, and I said to them that there's something wrong with me. So my producer knew. Mm-hmm. And then the higher people knew there was something there, but I didn't tell them what because I didn't ever want to look like a victim. Yeah, right. In that way, in that way when it came to chronic illness. 
Yeah. Let's talk yep. about um, online bullying. You said you don't, you'd never got death threats, but obviously we we do see that happen, especially to reality TV stars. And 60 yep. Minutes recently did a bit of an expose. I mean, there's, there's kind of two sides to this, but, you know, th- that reality stars are just absolutely copying it on social media. Um, how do you think we can tackle it? I think there needs to be more discussions about it. And I feel like the thing is people see other people on reality TV and because, you know, obviously reality TV is drama filled. It is packed full of it. And people want to get in on it, which I totally understand. But to the level that they do it, I don't understand how it's so acceptable when you think about, I, I use this as a reference point all the time. When you're walking down the street, like you're not going to get people yell and critique you. Yeah. You know? So why is this acceptable online? Because this is also having like, every, you know, people in the public are reading these things. And then for instance, with me, I like to be different. Mm-hmm. So if there are people out there who like to be different and then seeing the kind of backlash that I'm getting, they're going, I don't want to be like that. Mm-hmm. So they don't, people don't want to embrace their own individuality because they're scared of backlash. And I just, it's just about, I think there's so many layers to it. I don't think it's a simple solution. Yeah, well, that's very true. And, and I guess the problematic thing these days is that, you know, you and I are the same age. So when we were in high school, you know, we could turn it off and we didn't, yep. so we could just like spend the night doing whatever. Um, but kids these days and, you know, even adults, like we've always got our smartphone in our hands. It's the last thing we look before we go to bed, you know, these First thing in the morning. First thing in the morning. We're so susceptible if we are getting online bullied or trolled. It takes over people's lives. It really does. And look, I have a really thick skin, but there's moments where I see comments and I go, really, today? I don't don't need this. I don't need someone kind of going to that extent on me. Um, It's just, I don't understand how, because it's actually worse. It's actually worse because, you know, when you're in the public, I'm saying, you know, when you're just out and about, Mm. um, you deal with things differently. So when you're in the security, say, of your own home when you are going to bed at night or you're waking first thing in the morning and the first thing you see is an insult or the last thing you see is an insult before going to bed. That is so damaging and yeah. I also want to reference the fact that there are so many suicides due to online bullying. Yeah, it's terrifying really, isn't it? It is. It's such a huge... I mean, it's one of the biggest things. We all we all have a form of social media and most people do and it's such a huge demographic and yet this type of behaviour is acceptable and I want to know why because at the end of the day we're all someone's you know brother sister daughter mother um, partner friend and we wouldn't like any of them being treated that way so half the time when the you know the trolls have a comment if I was to say anything back yeah you know, it just it just wouldn't even work it wouldn't yeah. even work it wouldn't do any anything beneficial for it mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hey just um getting back Lizzie to that um 60 minutes expose that they did um they did talk about the online trolling and whatnot I'm not sure if you watched it but there was also um a bit of a takedown on the level of support that um you get post reality television how was mm-hmm. your experience with that okay I did watch that expose because I was just curious to see um yeah and I was quite frustrated with it I have constant support from the network Mm -hmm. constant and I want to make that clear that there is constant support and they always check up and yeah so that makes me quite frustrated because there is definitely a duty of care there definitely 100% Mm, okay good I'm really glad you cleared that up because yeah that was hectic I know, and it's just like, wow. But then again, people want to dramatise things. Yeah. That's the way That's the way of the media. I mean, I, I get it. Yes. <laughs> like, yes, um, you do get it. <laughs> I know. It's just, you know, absolutely. 
hectic because it's just you go to do something to talk about something positive and they would take any little form of content that I say and then twist it and it's like, wow, you really got that out of that? Honestly? Okay. (laughs) Well, I promise all this is going to go to air properly and legitimately, Lizzie. (laughs) Thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. Oh, I love it. Lizzie, thank you so much for catching up with me this morning and you're doing some incredible work and you're doing lots of writing as well. We can't wait to see a bit more of you and and thank you for, you know, using your platform for good. Thank you so much for the encouragement though. It means a lot.